0: Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me Matt Ford and me John Richardson. This is the podcast where we obsessively follow the world of FPL because Leeds aren't
1: playing until 2056 by which time Rodrigo will have a lovely fresh new shoulder but will be 208 years old.
0: This week, we'll also be joined by a comedian, Arsenal fan and star of Friday Night Dinner, Tom Rosenthal, as we try and convince him to join us in the Comedians League. But first, a stunning victory for me. <laughs> it's now 5-2, a thrashing 52-42 to 42. Uh, this week. I played my wild card, John, and I'm yes. guessing looking at you that you didn't.
1: I did not play my wild card, and I got. I've got to be honest with you, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit smug going into this weekend.
0: <laughs> Aren't you always a
1: little, bit, uh, a little bit of a swagger about Rico as he uh, checked his teams? He didn't really do anything until the Friday at about half past four, and didn't know what to do. I thought, mm, I don't want to use my wild card because I'm going to bring in players that I'm not going to want next week. So I managed to put out what I thought. I, I I had two substitutions, two transfers, uh-huh. uh, and I. By using three, I put out an 11, so I had no one on the bench. Yeah. But I had Edison in goal, Perisic, Ben White, Nico Williams at home yeah. to Fulham. We'll get on to that. I thought that's that's going to be all right, isn't it? Because either he's going to keep a clean sheet or I'm going to have fun at the next podcast recording. Kieran Trippier, Kulacevski I brought in, yes. um, Andreas Pereira in midfield and Martin Odegaard, Gabriel Jesus, Haaland and Mitrovic. That's a good 11, I think. And I managed to keep hold of Reese James and Mo Salah so that I don't have to worry about bringing them back in next week. Yeah. And it just turned to dog shit. I mean, even the players in teams that did all right didn't score me any points. Pereira got me one. Williams got me one. Perisic two. How is that possible? Uh-huh. Spurs flying at the moment. Odegaard didn't even play. That's what killed me. I thought I might just I might just sneak in front of you towards the end. Odegaard not playing. That absolutely finished me. Um. So... Congratulations, but you you. did use your wildcard. Talk me through your team and talk me through how far ahead you looked in terms of those transfers. Did you just pick an 11 to win this game week or did you look at fixtures for the coming two or three and think, actually, this squad I've got now will see me through until the World Cup?
0: Oh, I'm not sure it'll see me through to the World Cup, but I was certainly strategic about it and brought in what I would call point bankers like Trippier Mm. and Cancelo. Trippier reaping five, Cancelo nine. I benched Ramsdale in favour of Pope, who I brought in. I think that was a bad decision. I should have played Ramsdale, of course. Mm -hmm. Nico Williams, you know, Lingard and Johnson... (laughs) come on to that i brought in de Bruyne for Salah that reaped 10 that was uh, a superb move lovely move captain Harland, as everyone is doing uh mm-hmm. Jesus you've got me up front as well so i didn't make loads of changes um i kept Zinchenko because i think i was trying to i sort of half used the wild card basically you kept well you fully used it mate yes but i didn't change you my used entire it, squad you 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 put the whole chip in the slot well, you know what I mean what I mean is it wasn't wholesale changes whereas last year it. it would have been this year it's not and again this week again I climbed the league so um, I kept Harrison by the way that was deliberate yeah I even though he didn't play bold move well I, I stuck him on the bench I, I think he's I think he's high quality uh, leads and, and... at home to Aston Villa next so that may prove to be a shrewd move yes and um, Bowen you know what the West Ham yeah taught me through that keeping Jared Bowen in well because I think he's high quality but obviously West Camera up the creek at the moment, and you think nah, I may Ooh. try and offload here. Ark at the pot, ark at the pot, slagging the kettle off. What are you on about? Ark at the pot, saying the kettle's in trouble. Well, hang on a minute. I just mentioned Lingard, Johnson, and Williams. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. we're not. By the way, <laughs> let's just firstly, let's just deal with this. Please. I went to watch do. Forest, okay, on Friday night. I went to Nottingham Forest versus Funham. The first time I've attended a Forest game in the Premier League since I was six. 16, right? Oof, sweet That's a long 16. old way. Talk me long... through
1: 16. Talk the listeners through 16-year-old 40. What are we looking at? What's he wearing? What does he smell like?
0: Okay, can I say this now? In retrospect, thinner than I thought I was. Mm. See, photos of myself at school, I'm like, why did I think I was fat? Anyway, mm. that's probably too deep for this show. Um, but if you are around that Enough age... podcast. Stick it on the extra slice. We'll delve into
1: body dysmorphia.
0: Well, the problem is, is... Well, you know, another slice is what I ended up having, and then I did get fat. So uh, ah, it was um well lovely. anyway, my weight fluctuates as people will know. Um sixteen-year-old uh studious. Um I probably underperformed in my GCSEs, I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh tall, eyed, just got into I was into dire straits, old spice and left-wing <laughs> politics as well as football. And I discovered pubs. So at 15, I started drinking in pubs. And by 16, mm. um, I was really enjoying um, that. Um, but, but basically the same as I am now. And probably thought, I'm going to be watching Forest
1: in the Premier League for the next 10 years of my life.
0: Well, I'm not sure about that because we'd been relegated a couple of times before then. So we started to yo-yo that by that point and and, mm. and that season felt very different. That was obvious that we were just getting pumped week in, week out. It was horrible. Um, so I waited a long time. So, on Friday, I travelled to Nottingham early. I was in Nottingham for noon. I went for a lovely, succulent Japanese meal with two friends of mine, <laughs> um, <laughs> who you know, and um, we went to a few um, few pubs, a few old ja- haunts.
1: Daniels and your old Budweiser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, um, uh, with Borley and Yamin, went to uh, a few did a few pubs in Nottingham, it was great. Some new ones, trip to um, Jerusalem,
1: oldest pub in the world.
0: We? Oh, we did do the trip, yeah, but it's great. Uh, and um, yes, and, and then the crew sort of accrued as the day went on. Mm-hmm. And then what I was made what as made sure in I did,
1: tribute to Forest, more people join latterly by the end, you don't even know everybody's name.
0: Very nice, very nice. And uh, then what I made sure I did was just eat all day. Because yeah. one of the problems I have is I start drinking, I'm on an empty stomach, and then I just can't remember anything. I was like, I, I... "This
1: is really good news for me because it's the." It was, I'd say it's one of the great flaws in your character when we live together. Your steadfast refusal <laughs> to allow me to eat alongside alcohol, and it yeah. led to a number of uh, pub trips where you had to carry me home.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we'll talk. Maybe maybe that's for another slice. Of some of those. I stories. think so. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anywho, anywho, so I had a Japanese succulent Japanese meal. Then I'm just <laughs> snacking. I was just like bag a of succulent crisps twice now. I'm picturing it now. Now I think it's wet. Then it was a minimum bag of crisps per pub. The old bowl of chips I had a burger that I forgot about. My <laughs> mate was like, "Oh, that burger was alright." I was like, "What?" Anyway, so we get there in good time. You don't want to be late for the silence, do you? Mr. Dino for the treat. <laughs> well, no, the tribute. To the Queen, obviously, you don't want to be coming in late, drunk, looking disrespectful. Anyway, so the minute silence. Now, when I was growing up and I would go to Forest every Mm. week, my memory is that every minute silence we had, and it felt like we had a lot, was always ruined by people shouting out. That felt Mm -hmm. like that was just a routine thing. So, Friday comes, the minute silence comes, and lo and behold... Live on Sky. Live on Sky. It gets sort of shouted over Uh, not by any i don't think it was a republican sentiment i think it just if you give a stadium of football fans a a night Mm. game when some of them have been drinking all day some of them yes some
1: Some of us us us. drinking
0: all day the own your people the the (laughs) the temptation for some of them in a non-political way although i don't know the individuals involved to shout you reds is overwhelming and mm. that desire got the better. And then the problem is, as I always remember from childhood, what happens is someone goes, you reds, and someone goes, shut up your twat. And someone goes, who you calling a twat? And they go, you, you, who c-? you calling a, shut up your twat. And then basically that's what happened. And um, it, it, you just stood there <laughs> while well, the vast majority of 30,000 people have stood there in silence in their own thoughts, while about five people then end up having a shouting match about who's a. C- and it's live on Sky, and you think, all wow, of you, what am I present at? You know. So I didn't see the game. You were obviously at the game. Oh man, Was we play so. Said- well, I've got to say, John, at times you play so well. At mm. times you're like, oh, this is phenomenal. We get, we go up, we're ahead at half time again. Then this basically six minutes in the second half, where it's just like bang, 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 and they score three. Mm. And you're like, oh man. And Atmosphere you know, in the ground at this point. Deathly. Dennis O'Brien, who was superb, gets one back. And then you're like, okay, it's a grandstand finish, but it didn't. I mean, overall, I still feel very positive about it because you can see why the problems exist and you can see that they're kind of on their way to being solved. So it doesn't, people, some people are panicking, but I just think it's obvious what the problem is. You've got a load of players just trying to figure out where to, who's best to play. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a few games to figure that out. And in the meantime, we are scoring goals. We do look good going forward. Um,. So, overall, it was you a lovely need a day. result quickly, though, don't you? I,
1: you? I've said it before on the podcast, I think you're right. I think you've made enough good signings to not be one of the worst three yes. teams in the league, which is all that matters. Yeah. However, the longer this rot sets in, the more those players, mm. whether they are the right 11, become under such pressure, the crowd starts to turn. Yeah.
0: Well, mm. people will inevitably turn because, I mean, the, the tension got the better of two people near us and they were slightly uh, grappling towards the end of the game. Daishin at Christmas. You what?
1: Daishin at Christmas?
0: Uh who knows? Who knows? You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I like Steve Cooper. I want him to stay as I think the vast majority of fans do. It's just, this is the problem with football is, everyone goes, I'll bite and your hand come. off for of fourth from bottom. Well, finishing fourth from bottom does involve losing to teams like Bournemouth and Fulham, I'm afraid. Yeah. It does involve scraping it, possibly on goal difference. So Speaking
1: as a Leeds fan, mm. I-, I would have bitten someone's hand off for fourth from bottom last season, but I tell you what, I'd have sucked their dick for 12th.
0: <laughs> you like that guy in the Fire Festival documentary. <laughs> but for Leeds... <laughs> So, yes, but, you know, I got to go. You know what? I bought, I got the train home the following day. I was doing a radio show, as you know, rock and roll football and absolute. And I went into my satchel and I'd bought, I mean, I must must have bought five copies of the Match Day programme. And I remember (laughs) at one point being obsessed and my mates were going, why are you so bothered? I was like, they will be collector's items. I understand the (laughs) programme market. I mean, looking back, one would have done. I was like, why have I got all these copies?
1: Not like it was the first home game back. Not like it's a game you want to remember. I understand the Queen I've
0: got because of the Queen. It was a commemorative edition with the Queen, so I was like, "Oh, that'll be the one." But obviously, every club was doing it. Why would the be slim pickings in
1: years to come? Won't it? There's just nothing left of Queen memorabilia. Oh, hang on, there's a few Forest programs from when they lost at home to Fulham the season they went straight back down again.
0: Program collectors will know that in 1992-93, the home game against Ipswich, for some reason, the program sold out. It took me years to get hold of one, and I eventually did. Is it because you were there hammered and you bought 78? <laughs> get box, pal. Stick I had a bag a... of frazzles on top. Oh, I've just remembered I had, a, I had a ham sandwich and a cheese sandwich from Cluffy's Cobstock near the ground. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting these memories of food yesterday. Oh, let me tell you about yesterday. So yes, we are recording this on Monday. Yesterday was Sunday. And I mm. um, sat on the city all day, did not leave the flat once, and I ordered my breakfast, lunch, and dinner all through takeaway apps. I don't think I've ever done that before. It felt great. Yeah? Yeah, so I had a chicken avocado wrap for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Then I had a Wagamama's for lunch. That arrived Mm -hmm. before noon. Didn't stop me. And then for my evening meal, I had a pizza hut with ice um, cream. uh, I was going to say, where's the pod pod? Ice cream. Um... I I mean, I woke up this morning feeling very heavy, and my eyes felt very sticky. My mouth (laughs) actually tasted of salt. (laughs) It, it, you know, I, just, I don't usually eat that much anymore, or, or that sort of food at that scale. Mm. I felt kind of good.
1: Cooper out. Fordy's got gout. You're listening to <laughs> comedians <laughs> playing fantasy Premier League. Um, let's get back onto fantasy. We've talked about mm. our teams. We've talked about the the live games. But why don't you tell tell our uh, listeners who they should have picked this week? Perhaps it's time
0: for Fordy's stat pack. That's right. It's not the Rat Pack or the Brat Pack. It's Fordy's stat pack. Always oh, so... on that. The Team of... No, that was just a pure ad lib. That's Oof, what it says here. Um, <laughs> just a joke about the auto um Sorry, scroll back up. Yeah, I'll tell that from the top again, yeah. Um, so the Game Week 8 Team of the Week, Player of the Week, Son, of course, scoring that amazing hat-trick. I bench. had a
1: panicked look up and down the league. I clicked on a good few players to see if somebody had Son and if they'd captained him. You know, you see a player do that well, you think, oh, God, if someone above me's got him, that's me, done. Very few people. I don't think anyone had Son in their team this week.
0: So Begovic in goal. The most successful goalkeeper of the week with nine. Who'd have seen that coming? The Germans. Ooh, topical. Um, Salabar, the Arsenal defender, would have reaped you 15. Mings, who I got rid of. I panicked (laughs) and got rid of Villa players. Nine. Cancelo, nine. Into midfield, Son, 19. Bentaker twelve, Reed ten, Ramsey ten, Vieira who scored yes. incredibly. Vieira, you could hear him going, Vieira, whoa! He scored ten, King ten, and more pay, which is um, what a lot of footballers want. Lovely, very nice. So that but was more the More pay or of the week. Mo, pay? Uh, mo pay? Mo no problems. Mm. You can, you can, you can cut it either way. I have thought about this. You can go oh, more pay. <laughs> have enough all together? And if you go Mope, you can go mo-pay, Mo Problems. You know, it, it, it just, the it, great thing about word, oh, it could be one of our features. <laughs> mopay, Mo Problems, where we hear from rich people. Mm-hmm. No, that's probably not.
1: How many pints do you, you had Friday?
0: Oh, lots. I mean, 10 plus. Lovely. Yeah, it was great. Lovely. Oh, it was really good, John. Ended on cider. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, pint of Stoford Press, straight to Taco ben, Bell. Uh, and my mate Matt oh. Appleby said he'd never seen anyone eat so much Taco Bell <laughs> in a single sitting. I know oh, I said. <laughs> But cheers, mate. <laughs> churros. I went churros crazy. Did you? Hey, churros are great. I've got... Is it you that's never had them?
1: Oh, I've had churros. I don't think I've had Taco Bell.
0: I know someone who's never had churros. I think, uh, I, think I might have given you a bit of mine. I was like, <laughs> what, what do you mean you There's never a had a claim
1: had to fame. I know someone who's never had churros. Yeah, what That's you a Radio 4 series waiting to happen. <laughs> oh, Coming man. up uh, next week on my friend who's never had churros, Met Explores...
0: So, John, to celebrate Harry Kane's curse being well and truly over, I have signed up with Harry's Razors for a trial set. They sent me an expertly engineered handle, a five-blade cartridge crafted by artisans in a German factory. And it comes with a precision trimmer. The set's also got foaming shave gel for effective lubrication. And a travel blade cover for when you're on your travels. I mean, it's exactly what you would imagine a travel blade cover to be, but you get one. You also get a free hydrating night lotion. I know how much you need to hydrate yourself at night. So a Harry's kit is exactly what you need to keep that dry dry peeling face from dropping off your very skull so dear listeners you can get the very same if your skin is as bad as john's then get it now support our podcast and start your own skincare journey by redeeming a free harry's trial set all you need to do is pay £3.95 to cover delivery just go to harrys.com slash comedians and have your trial set and free night lotion delivered to your door that's harrys.com slash comedians We're delighted to be joined by star of Friday Night Dinner, Tom Rosenthal. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. How are you? I'm very good. Am I right in saying you used to play FPL, but you don't anymore? No, I never played it.
2: I, um, I just object to it, to be honest. I mean, I don't know whether this is the right podcast for me. Your producer said that it's fine for me to come on when I like actively don't play and honestly sort of hate it. I just don't understand why people do it. Personally. Because it's really good fun. It's highly addictive. Well, crucially, I mean, the highly addictive is the, that's not a good thing, is it? That's exactly why I don't do it, because I can see people get obsessed with it. I just, I, I think being a football fan brings you enough suffering as it is. I don't see why people have added a new mode of being frustrated about football, which is already
0: very annoying to support but then what it allows you actually is another way to enjoy football maybe maybe well, you've got too negative a mindset in well, life
2: quite, quite, quite possibly <laughs> maybe this is my problem as a human being but i just don't <laughs> like it when like your team concedes a goal and you're like oh well at least it was didier drogba it's like no drogba plays for chelsea that's bad that's bad just stop trying to find good stuff in what is a bad thing in my opinion but i i, I don't want to um
0: disparage you for having fun i think
2: fun is a nice thing but it's just not for me
0: yeah, and this podcast is listened to by people who enjoy FPL and people That's who the don't.
2: Thing. This is what I was, I was really worried about coming on because I've just I'm just going to alienate your entire audience by my opinions. But I just don't play it.
1: To put the counter argument to that though, what if Didier Drogba scores against I don't know? Let's say you do a podcast with a friend who supports Nottingham Forest and Nottingham Forest lose three two at home, and you have in your team the striker that scored the winning goal. That means not only do you <laughs> get points, but your well, friend is on unhappy. I, I think myself,
2: my approach to football is I basically only watch my team play. I think there's like too much football and it takes over your life. So this is a mechanism by which football can take over your life even, even further. So um, basically, I just watch Arsenal and I try to stay away from football as much as I can because it is uh, addicting and I become obsessed.
1: Sounds like a broadly sensible approach to life. Is there anything in your life that if there was a fantasy element of, you'd lose control? What are you into? Uh, cake, crochet, <laughs> um,
2: fantasy, mock the week. <laughs> 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 um, uh, no, honestly, I, I yeah, I, I think um, this kind of gamification would make me so obsessed as to become a horrific addict. And also, you're in like, aren't you in leagues with your friends? Yeah. And then I just think that I'd inevitably end up hating my friends because yeah. they'd be doing better than. me. Is
1: that what happens? Well, I mean, not yeah. Not, it's not, great. not to push the mock-the-week analogy any further, but isn't that what mock-the-week is? How's he gone? He's not even political.
0: It's just one liners. <laughs> well, let's focus on Arsenal then, because given that you watch so much of Arsenal, maybe you can give us some tips. Who are the players that you think um, we should be? Because I've got Zinchenko in my team and then he was injured.
2: Yeah, I've got Gabriel
0: Jesus in there, and I think I've got Saka still. Okay, so Zinchenko is a wonderful footballer,
2: but it seems so far that he has been kind of swapping in and out with Chiarantini for that position. I mean, no one's actually nailed on as our main left-back. So I'd assume Mm -hmm. you want to pick players who are sort of guaranteed starters. Yes. And it's not really quite clear who our main left back is. I mean, but I mean, Saliba has started getting goals as well. I mean, that guy, I would say, I mean, Bakayo Saka is an incredible player statistically and to watch. I mean, he just always sets up chances and uh, his, you know, stats have been incredible since he's been in the side. Um, Saliba just seems to be getting goals. It's absolutely massive. Uh, I mean, Erdegaard defensively is in- incredible, but again, there's a slight to the question mark over him and, uh, the era for that position now I think erdogan has been a bit slightly unfit. So um Martinelli's like very impressive to watch, but yes. I, I don't think his like statistics would, would, would be anything apart with, with like um Saka and Jesus is a guaranteed starter and does seem to be I mean an absolute physical freak who's probably gonna bang in quite a lot of goals for us. So I
0: don't know whether that's clearing up anything. Um he's uh, a bit because I almost signed Martinelli on the strength of all or nothing and uh, until I realised obviously that was filmed last season. I was like oh my god he's brilliant and then I was like well I can't I can't sign him now based on what he was like this time last year have you watched all or nothing and do you like it (laughs) this is just me saying I don't like things
2: I've watched like none of it I've watched a bit basically a a few YouTube clips I it's it's too close I don't want to be so close I watched the Man City one and the Tottenham one and I thoroughly enjoyed them But I just have no. I just don't want to be that close to the players. Like I want to. I want to put them on a pedestal. I don't want to be their mate. Like Lloyd. So I was at the game yesterday where Lloyd sung before um, uh, the national anthem, and he said after he sung the national anthem, Ben White came up to him and was like, "Oh, what on Lloydie? Like that was a great bit of singing." And I would hate that. I would hate to be like friends with Ben White. I just want to see him as like a Greek god. Do you know what I mean? I I I don't want to see what they're like as people. I just want to see what they're like as uh, untouchable uh
0: adonis's is, is, is my approach how old are you now i totally Tom. get that just to clarify I'm 34. The lloyd we're talking about is, we're talking about lloyd griffith here the um former soccer am presenter who, who sang the national anthem before the brentford arsenal game mm. and you were i mean i watched it on sky his singing was phenomenal he's, he's got a good set of pipes
2: did it make you cry uh no what it happened so i was basically filming it um, I was filming Lloyd singing, but beforehand it was the minute silence. And I, I filmed the minute silence waiting for Lloyd to uh, do his singing. And then I had this sort of meltdown that because the game was live on TV, the camera would like pan to me and I would have been <laughs> filming the minute silence and I'd be the new like Philip Schofield. that would be like, this guy's got no respect. How how dare he do this to the queen? So I spent the first like two or three minutes of the game like frantically searching Twitter to see if I was getting loads of abuse,
0: <laughs> and you were, but just not for that. No, lots of other
2: stuff. But I was I was I was stood next to my dad, and I you know I, I thought the camera might pan to Jim Rosenthal being very you know stoic and very mm. like respectful, and then his just dickhead son stood next to him the <laughs> other. <on> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's it like watching football with Jim Rosenthal? It's
2: fantastic, yeah. It's great, obviously. Um, he, you know, he, he always like taps you on the leg when he thinks there's a chance
0: come in, and you know, he's just got such respect around all football stadiums. It's it's wonderful tagging along. Um, but does he chat away during it? Do you see what they're doing there, Tom? They're, they're moving that in midfield. They used to do that, he, of course, under he, George Graham.
2: He, he does a little bit, but I'm quite disparaging about it all, really, because he just has the same sort of 10 phrases that he says over <laughs> and over again. And I'm much more into the sort of tactical analysis. He, I mean, he doesn't understand what people play out from the back. Do you know what I mean? He's, I mean, he's got Going used to it, it a little bit now, but he's he's much a sort of like a, a 90s, just getting yes. out. You know yes. what I mean? Reset kind of. He's, he's, he's a little bit more old school. Um, and I had to sort of convince him round to the juega de posición tactical styles of Guardiola and Arteta. Uh, I mean, it would
1: probably make a good podcast um, if you. Oh, yeah. It oh, he's come on here to slag off our podcast and then launch his own <laughs> barefaced cheek make a much of it. Better podcast. <laughs> I'm all for that. Kick it out. I don't want defenders who can play football. As a kid who went to school and couldn't play football, it was very clear, if you're not good with the ball, you go in defence. That is essential mm. for unpopular seven- and eight-year-olds up and down this country. <laughs> now you've got kids being told you're not even good enough to be right back because you can't... You, you have to be able to pass and not meg and go around people in any position. Outrageous.
2: Yeah. Go and play rugby.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Try it. <laughs> oh, you were good at it, weren't you, John? I was fast, you know. I was good at. Uh, I will say, being chased as a child um, without a ball does teach you for the slightly easier version of being chased with a ball. At least you understand why you're being chased in rugby. <laughs> um, there's a footballer called Tom Rosenthal, isn't there? Do you do you follow him? There is, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He's Ronnie Rosenthal's son.
1: Oh, and, hell.
2: Uh, my! My dad actually bumped into Ronnie Rosenthal a few years ago, and he says that. Uh, his son is furious at me because whenever he Googles himself, <laughs> my goony face pops up. There's also a musician called Tom Rosenthal who, because of TikTok, is fastly becoming more famous than both of us. So it's a really, really popular name uh, for some reason.
0: And the Masons uh, have two footballing Rosenthal's. Running. Well, I
2: think Rosenthal is a slightly more, yeah, it is kind of a, a common name across the world in America and stuff. I mean, well, I, I actually have a memory when I was a kid, I had an Arsenal shirt with Rosenthal on the back. At the same time that Ronnie Rosenthal played for Tottenham oh. and I do remember getting some abuse uh, walking to Highbury even as like a nine-year-old being like what are you doing with that on your shirt and it's, it's a good boy I think my dad should have probably thought about that before he got me the Rosenthal shirt yeah
1: yeah but um, you know maybe thought it was character building and a sort of boy named
0: <laughs> well it wasn't I have no character so <laughs> We're talking of kids being good at football. Ethan Nawaneri, I think, is fifteen. He came on. He came on against Brentford. The youngest ever Premier League player at fifteen years old. But he's so young, he wasn't allowed to get changed in the dressing room with the players.
2: Yeah, and uh, it was. I mean, oh, I never thought I'd say this on a podcast, but for a fifteen-year-old, he's got a massive ass. Like he's, <laughs> he's just, he's so like physically. I can't believe that boy is fifteen. It's uh, it, it was um, a real shot. Apparently, well, Lloyd was down there with the. Uh, Brentford, like analysts before the game, and they were sort of all that we had these three anonymous children on the bench, um, and yeah, I mean there was some good value chance about having school in the morning, etc.
0: That's all very kind. Uh, it? Fifteen, that's mad, isn't it? Fifteen playing Premier League for, and not just for like for Arsenal. We're having an amazing season. Oh, I'd love to know the club that was on the end of your tongue there, not just
1: four. Go on, who were you about to slag off? Leicester. Deal
0: with it. Yeah. I mean, could you buy him for your FPL? Would that be sort of a bit of a wild gamble? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, could. Yeah, it would be a stupid gamble, I think, at the moment, wouldn't it? But- How much would he
2: cost? Can you buy him? Is he on the... What was it a website? <laughs> I sound not like my dad by now. I honestly don't know. How it I'll works. Just check do you, again. You, you, said, you mail in you, do said you? you were
1: thirty four, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've really had to stay away from it because I knew that I'd get to do it. But I mean, I just have. I, I mean, I've I've thought from the start of the year that Arsenal are going to have an incredible season. Would you have just been able to buy the entire Arsenal team and have that as your FPL you team? Only
1: have three from each club.
2: Oh,
1: oh, that's
2: lamentable. Who's your least favorite player in your team that you like? Don't like as a player or person, but you sort of have to reluctantly support or do you just inevitably like think of them all as your
0: children
1: no there's definitely begrudging selections isn't there i've got kieran trippier in at the moment when I, I i did out at the start What's of the your... season i wouldn't have any newcastle what? players
0: in oh i see um, i've got nothing
1: against trips yeah trips is got, a geezer got no beef with trips but um yeah i did i, I don't have any manchester united players in my team
0: um, oh yeah. tough guy yeah, yeah you're cheap. showing them, pal.
1: Um, so Ethan Nunez is uh, four point five million. Um, cheap. That's a lot of money. Yeah, oh, that's cheap Tom. But that's cheap, is oh, it? Yeah.
2: Sorry, that's he's cheap. He's the same
1: value as uh, Andreas Pereira at Fulham. I think he's a better purchase. He's five point five million more than Nico Williams at Nottingham Forest.
0: That's mad. Nico Williams is a great, great signing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you'll start getting assists as well, that's the thing. Will he?
1: When's all this going to start happening? Talk talk the listeners through when Nottingham Forest might bear fruit.
0: I think, as anyone who's followed the news will know, Forest signed 22 players. That is two 11s. <laughs> <That's> Two teams, <laughs> right? So think of the potential at different combinations there, probably running mm-hmm. to the thousands. Mm-hmm. So Steve Cooper's very quickly got to figure out Who his starting eleven is, and that's very difficult. Once that clicks, I think we're going to be fine. And then it'll because the thing is we're scoring goals. Oh, I love this. He's talking himself into
1: it, Tom. He's talking himself into it. That's the joy. even (laughs) he didn't know at the beginning that he had any faith, and now he's perfectly. Actually, actually, uh, now that I think of it, I think we're going to be fine.
0: Total faith. Total faith in (laughs) Steve Cooper in the powers that be at Nottingham Forest, because we're scoring goals. So, um, and we look good going forward. You know, when teams are in trouble, they can't score. Now, we're conceding more than we're scoring, which obviously is, by definition, bad. But we are able to score goals. We look good going forward. And once that all comes together, basically we've just got to sort our defence out. We've got England international Dean Henderson, the first Forest player to be called up to the England squad since Steve Stone in 1996. So things are obviously going in the right direction. Um, but yeah, it will just take a few weeks. That's all we need. Just a few weeks. Give us a few weeks and, uh, and then it, 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 you, you just watch us fly. Can I say, as someone who hasn't actually watched much football, there's an Arsenal
2: that um, has seen a few clips of Nottingham mm-hmm. Forest. Huge fan of not having a sponsor. Why do you not have a sponsor? I love it when clubs don't have a sponsor. It's beautiful.
0: Thank you very much. I don't think it's done for the purity of the shirt. I think no. we had a previous sponsor, we turned down them, and we are, I guess, yet to replace them. Um,
2: and would would this podcast like th- maybe think about fronting the money to get itself on Nottingham Forest shirts? I
0: think we would need between... Six and ten million pounds. Mm-hmm. GoFundMe. How many <laughs> listeners does it have? Well, <laughs> not between has, six and ten million. Yeah, somewhere between six and okay. ten million. If you add it all up, yeah. But I think it's probably out of our range. But any benevolent billionaires who listen, yeah, Bezos.
1: Branson, In fairness, it's it's one of those clubs. You know, like you sponsor a club, you don't know what you get out of it. You can see the money being spent at Forest. I mean, you oh know no. exactly where those pennies are going. They'll be spent before you've even had the shirts printed.
0: We have bought high-quality players. Some of them are injured. It's going to take a while for it all to click, but the resources oh, are there, are the manager's the there, the ownership's there. Year. Got a lovely sponsor-free shirt. It's all coming together. The stadium's going to be redeveloped. People are, on the whole, <laughs> happy. Although fights were breaking out on Friday. but I, I, That just happens at football, doesn't it?
1: Where will Arsenal finish this year, Tom?
2: So I put like as much money as it's feasible to put on, like in my betting apps about Arsenal to finish Six top to four at the start mil? of the season. It was, no, annoyingly <laughs> not. A, whatever the limit is, I I I managed. I hit the limit. I just, I was so, I've never bet on Arsenal before in my life, but it was all really sort of coming together. Uh, and I am convinced we're going to finish top four. And I am pretty confident saying we're going to finish top three. I mean, it's... You know, City's league, clearly. Um, but the rest the rest is a much of a muchness. And yeah, I mean, we, we're an absolute joy to watch. Yesterday, I don't know whether you saw the game yesterday, but uh, just incredibly proficient, very much City-esque. I mean, yes. Brentford just had absolutely none of the game, apart from the 70th minute when everyone was busy applauding the Queen. That seemed to somewhat distract Arsenal and gave Brentford a few shots mm. on goal. Um, but like beyond that, it was just the most solid performance and we're such big boys now as well, like watching <laughs> Arsenal in the past. We've had all these diminutive midfielders, which have you know, scored Viera. lovely goals against Norwich occasionally, but you wouldn't wouldn't go and physically dominate teams. But now, I mean, Saliba is just a massive man.
0: He's just hu- a huge, a huge boy. It's nice to see, is it? When you've got a, strap, a few strapping fellas, you think you'd get Love out there. It. Give him hell, boys. It's uh, It's a different team. And it's a real it's a real joy to watch Arsenal Forest yeah. in a few weeks. Are you going to go? Uh,
2: is it at the Emirates? Yes,
0: thirtieth of October. I well think.
2: then, yeah, I'll be Halloween there. weekend. I'll be there. Make a weekend. 30th, it, Let me just check my Google. Card. Are you, are you going to go,
0: mate? I'd like to go. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do you know anyone can sort me out a ticket? <laughs> oh yeah, but you have, you have to sit with me. That's all right. Where about you Yeah, cool. Where about you sit in the away end? With, with, with the Arsenal firm. <laughs> really? <laughs> Talking the tough about guys. the
1: big boys. Yeah, you might get your throats.
0: But... <laughs> I'll be up for that, yeah. All right,
2: then. Well, let's do that. Okay.
1: I'm busy. I'm all right, lads. I'm on tour this year. So... <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that.
2: Okay, mate. Uh, well, you can go to, you can come to Arsenal's Zurich on, on the Thursday after it, if
1: you want. All right. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah? why not? All right. <laughs> Why not? That's quite a lot of reasons. I learn why not. All, but, uh, Yeah, let's just ignore all the language. I know how to fit in now with the Arsenal firm. I just go, "Crikey, aren't we big boys these days? <laughs> <laughs> aren't we big boys?" Should we talk about uh, the incredibly titled Lloyd of the Flies? Uh, oh the yeah, film. yeah, yeah.
2: Please watch that if you've got a kid. Uh, it's a new cartoon coming out on CITV. You know, he's a fly and he's got my voice, so and cool. he's cute. Yeah. He's a cool little fly. It's targeted at seven to twelve year olds, but if you've got a very smart four year old or a very stupid sixteen year old, just generally... <laughs> 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 uh yeah, it's a cute little cartoon made by the makers of Wallace and Gromit. Get involved. Yeah. Mm, oh, brilliant. Point,
1: that is that is a that's that's the pinnacle.
2: They are know, like they are rather. smart, smart people down there. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about that.
1: Absolutely. Pleasure. I'll be watching it as well as a man who, uh, as a 40-year-old man who watches his child's cartoons when she's in bed. Fantastic. Well, let
2: me know what you think. Uh, Arsenal v. Zurich. I'll be glad to get your review. <laughs>
0: <Will> <laughs> <do>. <laughs> Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom. That was amazing. John, uh, are you sitting down? Yes. Excellent. I've got some very exciting news. Oh! <gasps>
1: you ordered me a new chair.
0: <laughs> no, better. We've been approached to make our very own CPFPL beer to accompany the podcast with Leeds's very own Kirkstall Brewery. I think we should open it up to the listeners to suggest. Get in touch. What should the comedians playing FPL beer taste like? Email us at hello at cpfpl.com with some suggestions. And for a bit of inspiration... Kirkstall are known for their delicious cask beers like Three Swords and Dissolution, as well as modern hoppy beers like Virtuous and Judicious. So what should it be like? Should it be dark and bitter like John's soul? Or should it be light and positive, sparkling and popular? like um one of my mates as well as brewing great beer they also own some of the best pubs in west yorkshire like the kirkstall bridge inn and the cardigan arms in leeds the sparrow beer cafe in bradford and their own tap room at the brewery on kirkstall road i'm going to do a pub crawl around all of them listeners can get 20 percent off everything on kirkstall's online shop with the code cpfpl20 and look out for a very special collaboration beer from us and kirkstall very soon just visit the website kirkstallbrewery.com and click on shop. Uh, that's all
1: we've got time for for this
0: episode. We will be back later in the week with another. We will indeed. Don't forget uh, to go to anotherslice.com where you'll be able to get extra bonus episodes of the podcast, extra unheard content, early episodes. Episodes that are ad-free, loads more other stuff. Uh, and obviously, as the weeks go by, obviously, we are continuing to furnish that with many, many goodies. So go to another slash cpfpl uh, for details. Our first all-exclusive episode is on the platform now. And here's a snippet.
1: Oh. I was advised this week, because I don't want foxes coming into the garden, for various reasons. Um, I was advised this week that I need to urinate Uh, on all four corners of my garden it's no good the dog doing it because it's not scared of the dog but a fox can smell man wee and if I wee in my garden it'll stop the fox coming in but there are a couple of points where I'm definitely visible um, to my neighbours
0: I have a solution please piss into a container (laughs) and then it's your solution to everything you can can just just...
1: my relationship's not working into a container.
0: Chuck it at them. (laughs) Well, there you go. If you want that and more, go to anotherslice.com slash cpfpl and more content, I guess is what we call it, more genius being added there by the second. Uh, Don't forget to email us, hello at cpfpl.com. Have you ever been called a shitty? Have you ever called anyone it? And with all your different uh, wonderful ideas and thoughts, find us on social media and please leave a five-star written review. Bye.